This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. In October of 2019, on the feast of St. Francis of Assisi, the Catholic world was stunned when an enthronement ceremony took place first in the Vatican Gardens, and then later in St. Peter's Basilica, of a demonic idol, a statue of the Pacamama demon. And yes, I'm mispronouncing the demon's name on purpose, which is what exorcists suggest you do if you ever have to use a demon's name. But the Catholic world was stunned by this display. More stunning, perhaps, was the tendency of some Catholic apologists to quickly move to defend that act, calling the Pacademon Our Lady of the Amazon. And every time I say that name in association with the Pacademon, I feel like I have to wash my mouth out with soap. But these people claimed that the enthronement was fine and it was perfectly Catholic. In the outside world, a few weeks later, the seer from Our Lady of Akita's apparitions informed the public she'd been visited by the same angel who visited her in the early 1970s during that apparition, and she warned that great misery was being unleashed on the world in a very short period of time from then. And shortly thereafter, the great crisis of 2020 started to hit the news, and would by early 2020 result in pretty much all people in all countries being denied the sacraments, and even the right to buy groceries and go to work without the permission of the state. Now, four years later to the date, we have this news. A new Pacamama demon has been gifted to Francis by an American widow of a U.S. senator, but it's not actually a Pacamama. Now, these pictures barely got any play in the Catholic media when the news hit, probably for fear that someone like myself would turn this into the news story that it actually should be. In some ways, this one is worse, as we'll get into. But let's start by asking a rather, rather basic question. What is it with Francis and receiving demonic idols as gifts on the feast of St. Francis of Assisi? As someone who chose St. Francis of Assisi as my confirmation saint, this has perplexed me for the past four years. Only someone with great antipathy and hate to the saint who preached a life of poverty would be so cynical as to use his feast day to be at the very least ambivalent to demonic idols, if not to co-opt them for their own purposes. But this one is particularly galling. See, the Lepanto Institute on Twitter, and no, I'm never going to start calling it X, thank you very much, they, in, in, they incorrectly identified the idol as this thing, as a, a Hopi black ogre called the Natasca, a kind of boogeyman, which is a demonic figure associated with really bad th things happening to kids. Now, maybe it's just a monster under the bed stuff. Maybe it's something more sinister than that. I don't know, but the black ogre is not relevant here because that statue is not actually of a Hopi black ogre. It's of a different Hopi demon. According to one Catholic Twitter user, it's way worse than the black ogre. The demon we're talking about here is the demon Kachina Chaveo, a demon associated with the indigenous who went after priests to remove them from this mortal coil. Here's a different picture depicted carrying a knife in his hand. Some pictures are way worse than that too. Note how he's depicted carrying a knife in his hand and the condition the knife is in. Some pictures are way worse than that too. Here's another picture of the demon shared by Tradcat Knight on Facebook. Now, I had to censor it for this platform, unfortunately, but it depicts the same demon with the same knife, with a kneeling Franciscan priest in front of the demon, about to be, uh, shall we say, removed from the equation of life by the demon with that same implement, because it actually correctly depicts what this demon is associated with. Again, here's the image of what the wife of the late U.S. Senator gifted to Francis. Virtually no one is commenting on this, by the way. One article from a mainstream news site reports that the two met to discuss a secular hunger initiative. And if that's true, that's completely fine. That article makes no mention of the demonic gift that Mrs. McCain gave to Francis. 
The only article comes from an independent blog I've cited before, nonvenpachem.org, and they identify it as a Hopi demon. In fact, when searching the web for articles about the meeting between Francis and Mrs. McCain, even Catholic media made virtually no mention of it at all, which is kind of weird. It's worth noting that and reminding ourselves here that on October 4th, Francis issued his apostolic exhortation, Laudato Deum, which is basically Laudato C2. If you don't know what Laudato C2 is, it's about care for our common home, as Francis called it. But in the more recent document, Francis blames America and Americans for all the problems our rulers assure us are real concerning all things green related to care for our common home. The thermometer problem involving carbon, if you will. Our hosts don't like people even hinting at not towing the line on a certain issue involving the environment. Laudato Deum blames America for the problem explicitly, and it more than downplays the role of Cardinal Zen's home country that it plays in that alleged problem. And it, if it's true, it's a much big, like that country is way bigger offender than America ever will be. And the document then goes on to call for greater international cooperation and even a government for everyone everywhere that will have real teeth when implementing their solutions to the alleged problem. It's a diabolical document that must have been penned by a servant of Satan, for no rational person would think that the Catholic Church, advocating for the formal establishment of the system of the beast as warned about in the Apocalypse of St. John, was a good idea. And no, Francis doesn't write his own documents. Come on. He's, it's long been known that he has ghostwriters. Every modern pope does. Francis has long since had an alliance with such organizations, these secular organizations, and has had the Vatican host their conferences numerous times in the past. Mrs. McCain is part of one such organization, and I would almost suggest that we should look at the gift of this statue as a threat of sorts. Now, I doubt Francis really cares all that much, since he is happily going along with selling their scam to the public and helping them to gain more and more power at the expense of normal people. One Catholic writer, Aldo Maria Valli, writing on his own Italian blog, likened the Vatican to Babylon. Now, this language is that we would typically associate with Protestants as those who like to smear traditional Catholics as being mostly American and mostly influenced by those schismatic heretics, will tell you. We get accused of being Protestants all the time. But in this case, the language is true. It is similar to that of used by Protestants. But in the case of things going on in Rome in our time, it's pretty close to the truth. The writer spends a lot of time going over recent developments of error in Rome, including Francis and another cardinal, honoring an actual follower of Karl Marx, Francis and the Rupnik mess, and a few other issues that make it clear that there isn't much room for Jesus in the Vatican these days. So from his post on his website, quote, The Vatican has become Babylon. The Pope of Mercy talks too much and dominates without caring about anything or anyone. Confusion and ambiguity are fueled liberally, more and more and more brazenly. It is now clear. There is not only a desire for subversion, there is not only the desire to adapt to the church to the world, there is hate, hatred for the church, for the doctrine, for the faith. A demonic force has been unleashed. <laughs> End quote. And has gotten worse since the original Pacquiao demon. Bear that in mind here. The author likens issuing dubia as to essentially showing up to a battle where Oppenheimer's device is being used and only being protected by a wearing aluminum foil. The author uses some rather spicy language to describe it that I can't repeat here, but he does ask that shepherds lead instead of merely writing letters. I love public letters, but he's right. They need, there needs to be more. But what can they do? 
there really isn't anything canonically they can do, either by the letter of the law or in real practice, since the College of Cardinals are full of Francis's creatures, and the bulk of the Cardinals who write letters opposing Francis's evils are in their late 70s or older. They won't be around for all that much longer, speaking in terms of just pure statistics and their ability to serve the church. In fact, most of them are technically retired already. Francis won't be either, but we should have no reason to expect a free and fair conclave to elect the next pope. So, what can the good cardinals and bishops do? The accusation of schism gets made pretty regularly by our adversaries, who claim we misrepresent what Francis said on any topic, or who laughably claim that the dubia cardinals misrepresented what Francis said in his response. Anyone telling you that Cardinal Burke misrepresented what Francis said in his response is gaslighting you, and has fully embraced the diabolical movement in the Vatican. Aldo Maria Valli likens the Vatican to Babylon, but honestly, think he misses the mark there. Francis has placed the church into the service of the secular authorities and has promoted their programs for them. In fact, I suspect the Vatican is central to what they're doing. His predecessors did it too, but Francis is much worse about it than they are. He's made an art form out of it. It's been the focus of his alleged papacy, but there's another mentioned in scripture, in the apocalypse. Not Babylon itself, but another, and that has come to mind for me for some time. One who serves Babylon, who serves the beast. Its title is another one of those things you can't really say on YouTube, but here's an image that has its name. And when reading the relevant scripture passages, it's pretty clear that whatever it was that St. John was talking about there, this figure is one who serves the beast system immodestly, who does its bidding for money, profit, material, goods, that kind of thing, and who degrades itself and everything it's supposed to stand for. This role is a servant to Babylon. And it's really worth reminding ourselves that people who work in the profession by this name are rarely their own bosses. They serve others. But who is Babylon the Great in this story? Not exactly sure. Probably the political forces Francis aligns himself with, the same political forces that Mrs. McCain works for, the same ones who gifted Francis this diabolical statue. It's, is this an enthronement like the Pachydemon in 2019? Not exactly, but I'm pretty sure it's a message all the same. A gentle reminder for Francis to fall in line with their program and that he needs to keep the church going in the direction it is. Again, she gifted this to him while the synod was getting started. She gifted this to him right when Laudato C2 was issued. If you look at the post-Vatican II history of the church, you'll see a lot of these kinds of messages being sent in various ways going back to the time in 1958 when the Vatican was getting ready to replace Pius XII, who had just passed away, by electing John XXIII to the papacy, who was markedly more liberal than Pius XII ever was. This is really nothing new, this is just something that is simultaneously more brazen than previous versions, and more subtle at the same time. A diabolical statue gifted by Fran to Francis by a smiling American Catholic diplomat, who probably doesn't even know what she's delivering. 2024 may be a very interesting year in the news from the church. What do you think about this? Is this story just a tad too unhinged for you? Do you think I've gone, you know, just lost it at this point? Is it just a dumb statue? Do you expect the post-planners who claim that Cardinal Burke was misrepresenting Francis's response to that claim that this statue is somehow St. Joseph or St. Francis since they stupidly said that the Pachydemon was Our Lady of the Amazon? Curious what you have to say about this, and for those of you who have been demanding to know what I think certain other Catholic YouTubers have to say who have been telling everybody that Cardinal Burke was misrepresenting people, misrepresenting Francis in his response, now you have your answer. Those, those people are gaslighting you. Let me, let me know what you think of this in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So does sharing this on social media. That helps too. 
And always, and especially now, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.